Cherry's World is brought to you by Less is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World. personal financial advisor is in the house. Ms. Kashmir will be here to talk to us about taxes, home purchasing, marriage, and more. Hey, 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 this is Kashmir Hayes with Cash and D, and I am going to be on Sherry's World Podcast. See you soon. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sales Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today on Cherry's World, we will be talking about finance. Courtney told me it is tax season and we need to get some tax help up on Cherry's World. So today, I told Courtney, oh, I wanted to introduce y'all to the woman who actually gets me right. I go to a sister, and her name is Miss Kashmir. Kashmir, being here, boo. Hey, thank you so much for having me, honey. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I can talk about taxes and money, I am yeah. here to do so. Okay, can I jump in first, Chair? I know you like to start in, but I got, I got like questions from other people and oh. and myself, so I, I'm loaded over here for this. All right, so, this is all you, Courtney. <laughs> no, no, well, this is for help everybody, cause so so I was younger when I found out. Like I was, I always was told, yeah, we get a tax refund, get a tax refund. So when I started working, I used to look forward to a tax refund. And then I was like, um, it, I took an accountant to tell me, said, you know, you know what a tax refund is, right? I, said, I don't know, it's just a bonus, right, or something like that. Say, no, it's your money. I said, mm-hmm. what you mean is your money? He said. You don't have to wait until April to get your money. If you get, if you're waiting on four thousand dollars of your money, you know, adjust your um, what they call it, so your withholdings, your withholdings. Yeah. <laughs> so that caused me to get greedy, 
and I went from getting money to owing money. Mm-hmm. So, you can put yourself in a situation, okay? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 my first question. Explain that kind of logic to people who think that a tax refund is like a bonus when it really isn't. Okay. So the best way that I explain it to some clients, because I've had a lot of clients that um, have pretty much been in your predicament and they're uh, like, well, I want a refund, but then they claimed 10 or nine all year long, which means they kept all their money to themselves all year. Now the IRS is telling them they owe, but they still want some money in their pocket. So what I say, dependent on what tax bracket you're in and how much money you're making is where you want to pretty much put your uh, deductions, dependents, and how many you're claiming. So let's say, for instance, we have the number 10, right? You have up to 10 deductions or let's say dependents with withholdings, however you like to word it, that you can claim. If you decide that you're going to put five, that means that you're paying 50% into your taxes and the other 50% you're keeping to yourself. If that's, depending on how much money you make at the end of the year, that may have been enough for you not to owe and you just get in a little bit of money back. Or if you've made too much money, you're still gonna owe. So I, some people, what I end up telling them is I need you to look at it in a way where if I say I'm only claiming two, that means I'm paying 80% into taxes and 20% is staying to myself. So at the end of the year, you would commonly get a bigger refund. If you did it in the reverse and you're claiming eight, you're keeping 80% to yourself and only paying 20% into taxes. So if you kind of look at it like that, I mean, everybody's tax situation is different, but I always tell people don't claim exempt unless you lawfully have a reason to do so. And if you want a refund at the end of the year, we're definitely not claiming 10 because at that point you're just saying, I just want to keep my money all throughout the year and I'm not expecting anything from the IRS. All right, this is a common question that people have with filing exempt. So okay. if you get if you get like a bonus, right? So let's mm-hmm. just say let's just say for example, someone knows that they make a roundabout figure of ninety thousand a year. Okay. Right. They get a six thousand, I'll say an eight thousand dollar bonus, right? Okay. Um, but they like, yeah, I'm just gonna file. I know I normally get four thousand back, so I'm just gonna file exempt. On that on that eight thousand dollar bonus, and they like they and they're thinking this ain't me, but this is people I know. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did the opposite, but okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so they looking at it like they're gonna um I I should be good. I'm not gonna owe because I normally get four thousand back anyway. So whatever I would have to pay off of that off of that bonus, I'm just gonna like they looking at it like it should just make it even. You feel you follow what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, and um, I see how they can think like that. However, it won't necessarily work like that. So again, back to the 10%, the IRS wants 10% of whatever you make. So if I got an $8,000 bonus, they're going to want me to pay at least $800 on that. So that money is still going on your W-2. So if you set yourself exempt just because you know that your holiday bonus is coming in, so they don't take no money out of that, by the time it's time for you to get your W-2, you're still going to show that difference in how much money, you know, technically should have been taken out. You're just saving yourself at that point in time, if that makes sense. Like, okay, I really need this extra money. I don't want to have to pay into taxes on this. You know, just pretty much you have to deal with it later, one of those types of situations. How can you clean that mess up before it's time to actually, like, is there a way you can actually pay the taxes 
like for instance, can you just say, um, like, I'm just gonna file zero to, after I get my bonus. I'm just gonna file zero through the rest of the year and like take fifty bucks out, you know, or a hundred bucks out every pay period, something like that. Absolutely. So you always have the choice, and a lot of people don't know it. So it's an awesome question for you to ask. You can change your W four whenever you want throughout the year. Um, I have some people that um, tell me, well, how do I keep most of my money during the holidays? Cause that's when I mostly use it, utilize it all. So I said, what you want to, what you may want to do is January through June, um, claim one, let them take everything out that they're going to take January through June. And then July through December, if you have more deductions or withholdings and you want to keep more of your money to yourself, then you're probably going to end up probably want to claim like seven or eight. But when it comes to the fact that let's just say someone normally claiming five throughout the year, but they want to keep that money for, uh, like you just said, for whatever purpose, if they're getting a bonus or whatever you can have, they can set it to 10 exempt, have the bonus taken, um, to have the bonus paid to them. Don't have anything taken out. And as soon as they get the bonus, go right back and change it to their regular deduction amount. And then at the very bottom, it'll say, is there any additional withholdings? And then they can slowly pay that back $50 or $100 per check. The issue that I find with most people is they forget to go back and change it from filing the exempt. And so if our bonus came in June, by the time you get to December and you in my office with a W-2, you're like, cash, I need a miracle <laughs> because you don't forgot to go back and change that w4 back to uh you know the regular uh withholding and deduction amount i got one more question cherry about taxes and show being yours all right <laughs> this is a question um any tax tips for reducing taxable income for example 401k healthcare spending accounts dependent care accounts are there other options to reduce your um taxable income um, well, we already know um, off the top, if you're not a certain age, then they're going to try and charge you a 10% penalty. So unless you're rolling over or whatever the case may be, if you withdraw, they try and charge that 10% uh, withdrawal penalty unless you have a reason to withdraw. Um, what I would say is just always make sure a lot of people, and they don't know because they're not talking to the people who are um, over their 401ks about making sure your taxes are taken out of it. That is the most important part. Make sure you pay your federal income taxes out of your 401k because when you get a 1099R for 45,000 and it says zero in your federal income tax withheld box, that is a whole lot of money on top of what you already made throughout the year that you have paid no taxes on. So what just you, make what sure. You again? What, what you mean by that? How, how do you pay taxes on your 401k? What you mean? So if you have a disbursement come out on, and it's going to be on a form 1099R. So if I took $43,000 out of my 401k, they're going to send me a separate form called a 1099R. And on that, you're able to have the taxes taken out of that. Some people, yeah. just assume that automatically, okay, they're going to take it out. They haven't filled out the paperwork right. But that is the best way to ensure that when it comes to those types of things that you're not paying um, or owing, let's just say extra money, make sure you have your taxes taken out on that amount of money. And that'll put you in a better predicament. Make sure you're with a tax preparer that's allowing you to claim your itemized deductions and things like that. I've noticed a lot of people don't like to allow that to uh, be done, but it's very important. Um, for you to be able to itemize your deductions throughout the year.
But hasn't that cha- I'm sorry, Chad, but hasn't that changed since uh, since um Trump's new tax law? I heard that you're not allowed to itemize as much now. Um, you're not allowed to in 2018, Trump stopped allowing people to claim job expenses on their itemized deductions. So if you were traveling, if you're paying a certain amount for mileage or uniforms or things of that sort of nature, that he did stop. However, your healthcare premiums, your registrations, all of that good stuff, what you pay for the dentist, donations and charity, all of that stuff is still able to be claimed on a Schedule A itemized deduction. Um, It also depends on the state that you're with. The state of California still allows you to claim job expenses as well. Okay. So your state may have different regulations pertaining to that. Ooh, like she missed no, no. That's why I don't trust nobody but her, her. <laughs> yeah, man, let me tell you, I don't, I, okay, hold on, this is my last question. This is my last question. See, I dealt with a lady before. Yeah, so we just need to have our own phone conversation, Courtney. Call me because you, that's okay. Go ahead. You know what, it's not, it, this, this is really not a question. This is actually um, a, a situation. Like I used to be with a lady and her whole thing, her whole gimmick um, as far as being an accountant was, um, I'm going to get you the biggest tax refund. This is like in the late 2000. I'm going to get you the biggest tax refund. And she wouldn't, and she would, uh, her fee was based off of your return. Mm. No, sir. And she got a lot of us like that. And she got me like that. I ain't had no kids. I wasn't married at the time. And she got me this big ass tax return. Then all of a sudden I got audited and she stopped answering the phone. Right. So (laughs) I'm going to give you a couple of things on that. If she is certified with the IRS, having her P10, being certified in whichever state that she's in, as I am myself, IRS certified, I have my P10. I am certified with the state of California. I'm working on becoming an enrolled agent. So when there is somebody that's really knowledgeable and doing taxes, they're supposed to be doing taxes, they know that you are not allowed to charge anyone based upon the amount of money that they are getting back. You need to have a set fee um, for whatever your services are. Now, if she's one of the people that's going to charge you $1,000 off the rack, then if that's our set fee, that's what it is. But I can't tell somebody, oh, okay, well, because I know you get back 8000 my fee is 1200 That's an absolute, that's no, no, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> um, and even though auditing is random, um, and that's one of the things I always have to tell, um, you know, any of my clients, auditing is random. They take a batch of people and they decide who they're going to pull from. They do a lot of identity verifications because the world that we're in now with identity theft. But on top of all that, there's a lot of stuff that could raise a red flag. I would be now I do specialize in a maximum refund legally doing everything that you're legally able to do to get the maximum refund but then there's people out there who are not going that route and then you get back this exciting amount of money that you didn't even plan on getting that some people don't even know that someone's doing something they have no business doing and that's throwing up red flags so there are things that these tax repairs out there are doing that will throw a red flag that don't make no sense you getting all this money back but trust me you're gonna get a letter later on down the line saying something was going on. I ain't never got no letter. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. In Kashmir, you know, we are talking about tax refunds and the money that everybody's getting back. What do you advise your clients to do with their tax refunds? I am going to say two words, invest 
And the other second great word is self. You need to make sure you have some type of business set up for yourself. It's okay to work for somebody, don't get me wrong. But if you're investing your money in yourself, you're always gonna be paid. Um, I also specialize in business and entrepreneurship planning packages, as you know yourself, um, Sherry. And put that money up. Everybody gets um, refunds. Most people get refunds and they get excited and they spend it. No, you want to go ahead and put some of that into a savings. Go ahead and um, speak to someone about opening a business. If that's something that you've ever thought about, put that into your business, into a, um, you know, a shared account with yourself or even for your children. Your children are going to get older. Get savings accounts for your children when you get this money and put money there. You just definitely want to invest that money into yourself so that you always can have it. Of course, you want to pay off any debts or whatnot that you have, but any extra leftover, make sure you always sort into yourself so that you're always able to increase yourself in whatever you may be doing. And this is why I love Cashmere, because she just doesn't do taxes. She's a financial advisor all year long. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have her personal cell phone, so her text messages blow up from me all year long. <laughs> yes, and I love you to death, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all kind of questions. One of the other questions I want to talk to you about is home ownership. It is the American dream. It is the Black American dream. A yes. lot of people don't realize that it's easier to own a home than they think that it is. Mm -hmm. They think that they have to have this perfect credit and they think that they have to have this big down payment. Um, it wasn't until like two years ago that somebody told me, all you gotta have is like a 580. Right, in some you, places with a 540. You hear that, a 540. So if your credit is not so great and you get a tax refund, let's say you get that $5,000, $3,000, that might actually be enough for a down payment. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Kashmir? Because Black people really don't know. We have right. no financial literacy at all. Right. And so, um, first of all, as we know, knowledge is power. And we definitely need to make sure that we are knowledgeable in these areas and that we stay informed. And so, if you don't have the best of the best credit, what I suggest you do is get with someone who does credit repair. I'm sure uh, the my number will be posted after we get done talking here. Um, you want to definitely make sure you start to pay off on these accounts. I know we can go the whole letter route. If you haven't heard about it, you send out letters to dispute the things on your credit that may not be accurate, or you wanna send out settlement offers, you wanna get those things down. But when you get 540, 560, 580, absolutely. If you are looking to purchase a home, I am totally down for not paying somebody else's rent. And you're paying somebody between, if you're paying $1,000 a month for rent, that's $12,000 when nine times out of 10, their property taxes is no more than 2,000 for the year, especially if they already own their home. So you're just dropping 10,000, in someone else's pocket just to stay in their home when you can own your own. So I definitely would suggest taking some of your money, making sure that your credit is at the place where it needs to be, and then taking the other part of that and saying, you know what, I do want to put this down at home. And then they also have awesome, awesome programs for first-time home buyers as well. So take advantage of that. Spend your money as well into, again, into self, into learning, into developing, and into making things work for you. Can I expand? And, yeah. No, go ahead. I just wanted to expand on that question. Um, can you also talk about not just buying a home, but buying a home? A lot of times, Black people, we buy homes, but 
we buy them in an area that's depreciating or it depreciates soon as we buy it and then the house ain't worth nothing. So you pay it off, it ain't worth nothing. Can we talk about like knowing where to buy a house, where to buy a home so it'd be worth something so you can be able to get your money back? Right. So um, I would say you uh, just do your homework in that area. Um, even let's just say, for instance, when you're you're renting, I know everybody, they want to get they'll get an app like Zillow or something like that. And they start looking at the crime in the area, how things have been going for the past couple of years. So you make sure you want to um, have that same type of understanding when you're purchasing a home. What was homes that if you have a family member, okay, when you first purchased a home, what was it? How much was it? What is it worth now? Make sure you're going to a good neighborhood. I mean, it's to an area where when you do get ready to sell your home or whatever the case may be, that is going to be worth more and that you did, you're not upside down or you didn't lose any money on it. So again, it's all about doing your homework and making sure you're moving into an area that's going to be beneficial for you later on in the long run. That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. Yes, and my girl, while we're at it, a lot of Black people don't realize, hey, it's not that you have bad credit. My issue was I had no credit because I always yes. paid everything in cash. I had money. Mm -hmm. So I was just paying for stuff. Mm -hmm. If they have no credit, what are some easy ways besides from like the ghetto jewelry store account or trying to get into do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I started establishing credit. Honest to God, I think it was like K Jewelers. I walked in and I was going to buy something little for like my, my cousin. And he was like, why are you going to pay for it in cash? I was like, I ain't got no credit. Right. And right. He was like, ain't you the girl from CVS? I said, yeah, I got the money to pay you. He said, no, let's get you a credit card. And I think like K Jewelers was my first little credit card. Credit card. Right, right. Yeah. So first... <laughs> So the first thing I want to say is to make sure, look, you take a real true look at your finances, what you make every month, how much you have in savings, if you do have something in savings, and what can you afford? Let's stop living above our means, because that's how we get into a lot of situations that later on down the line causes us to have bad credit. So if we're at a no credit standpoint, first, let's start off by getting a secured credit card like Discover or something like that. They have first progress, something small. And then if you're in a position to say, you get your taxes and you, okay, I'm able to get a car. I'm able to make my monthly payments. That's always good. Make sure you're staying on time with you, what you do have. It takes time to be able to build your credit up, but it also takes commitment and consistency on making sure that your bills are paid. And that's where I would say first start out at building up your credit. That's what I'm actually working on doing for my daughter. She's only about to be 16, but we're going to try little by little to build her up so she can get an understanding um, because no credit, like you said, is the same thing as bad. Yeah, I didn't know. I was buying cars with cash and I thought I was doing something because I ain't had no bills. You know what I'm okay. saying? I, I didn't know credit was king. Yes. You're talking about your 16-year-old daughter. You're already establishing credit for her. What is too young to establish credit for your child? Um, I don't know. If my I have... I have seven kids, so I wouldn't probably be doing it for my 11-year-old, but I do know for my daughter, she is just uh, working on her own business. She wants to start her own cosmetic line, which she has, and so just teaching her um, that LLC, going to the bank, getting her a savings account, um, using her um, her EIN and things like that, and starting to do just a little, because uh, most banks that you go to will allow you, if you put like $500 in the savings account to get a little credit card, and as you use it, 
you just pay that 20 some dollars a month. And if the parent is already at the bank, then you're already starting and establishing something, you know? So there's always the good way of being able to do things. We know people that get bills and stuff in their kids' name when they're not supposed to. Yeah, that's not, the, that's not so the kind of credit we're talking route. about. We want to do the right <laughs> route. If they're young enough for that, we young, they're young enough to start the good way. So absolutely. Wow. So I know, okay, look, I'm black. I got some <laughs> cousins whose three-year-old got cable bills. So oh, no. you know my cousin. So if your three-year-old, look at her trying not to laugh. If your three-year-old can have cable bills, your three-year-old can have a credit card. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you can, you can do different things to make sure that they're building on their credit as well. If you add their name. So if mm -hmm. I decided that I wanted to add my daughter's name um, as authorized user, I would never give her the card because Lord knows what would be on it. But that's building. <laughs> that's I was say building. I met a man one time who told me that his 12-year-old son had a credit card and all he did was buy him socks and underwear on the card and made right. sure it was paid off, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of every month. That way, when he turned and he was a Jewish man and he said his father had done it for him, but by the time he was 18, he had an 800 credit score. Yep. That's exactly how you do it. You add their name to it. You, you know, what most people use, I mean, there's a lot of different uses for credit cards, but for me, the one that I have, I'll just put some gas in the car. Just use it for I, gas. That's what she yeah. told me. That's what I did for a year and a half. All I did was buy gas. <laughs> right. Put the money, pay it before. And a trick that a lot of people don't know is let's say your statement is due on the 15th of the month, try and pay it by the 10th of the month. So, you know, it's always making sure that it's there and you, and it's always in good standing. Cause I know if I'd be like, okay, this bill is due on the 15th. And I'd be like, okay, it'll be okay if I pay it tomorrow. No, you want to make sure you're ahead of the game. Okay. So make sure you said it. I got to ask you a question about that because I'm pretty yes. much on time with bills, except for one bill that I don't really care about, and that's a cell phone bill. I don't, I don't pay the cell phone bill until they say you got 24 hours <laughs> before we cut it off. I just, that's the way I do it. I always do that. I always. Right. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's just the hood in me. You know, I always. Okay. I sprint. I got Sprint. You know, you used to be able to go to Sprint. And just pay, pay then they never cut your shit off. You know, Sprint never. Right. You yeah, how, now it's different. You know, they you know don't up themselves up. No, 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 they Sprint will not cut your phone off. You can go like four months without paying your bill. No, <laughs> really? Sprint will never. I mean, I've been with Sprint since 98. So, but Sprint will never cut your phone off. But I, I got better now. I usually pay a little bit. Now I'm still late with Sprint. That's the only bill. But he said, I ain't even going to lie about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do sprint bills like cell phone bills kind of get your credit um if you don't pay them as if they as if going into collections i have yet to see a cell phone bill just go on there saying like monthly like you see your car no saying you're in good standing however there are companies out there that um will show you how to add a certain um monthly bill that you're paying onto your credit so that you can show that you're in good standing to help build it Okay. So, yeah. So it's cool. So everybody listening, it's cool. You don't have to pay your cell phone bill on time. That ain't true. Don't not <laughs> listen to it. You better pay all your bills. <laughs> and look, if you're anything like me and it goes four months and they still ain't turned the phone off, Cashmere going to be screaming at me because she <laughs> was like, it was $100 the first month. Now it's $400. What you <laughs> oh, hey, okay, what have you month, been <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, don't... last month my bill was 450 i'm like damn i thought i paid it <laughs> See, 
Right. But then it'd be these little gits and gadgets that they add that you don't even be thinking about it. Well, insurance, and then you got a phone, but you finance the phone, and then you added more data. Yep. And it just be like, before you know it, you just got a big old full card. That's why know? I don't pay it on time. <laughs> you, just, you just don't know. It's like going to Walmart. Everything is $3.44. By the time you leave, you spend more than 100 but you only got a couple of I got to ask you a question about, um, can you explain auto financing? Because I think that's like the biggest joke now. First of all, do you recommend anybody putting any money down if you're getting ready to purchase a car? If you're getting ready to purchase it? Um, oh, what do you like mean? Finance. Like buy a financial card do you believe do you um if you have to if you absolutely have to because some people just don't have the credit to be able to just buy the car so um if you have to but it's so hard because they literally charge interest every single day and yeah. you at the end of the day you just paying so much more than what the car was ever even worth um i'm saying even myself if i would have knew about it before about the saving and staying on top of it i would have uh, bought my cars straight out and not be financing anything because um your car would be ten thousand by the time you done you done pay twenty five thousand you done doubled well see, the other thing is so the, like you said the cars don't be worth none uh afterwards but mm -hmm. like what they say like for every thousand dollars this only takes a hundred dollars off so, yes. it's really, so it's really not even worth even putting a down payment down yeah that's true that's true too. So yeah, I wasn't you're very wrong right. For paying my cars. You said what? I wasn't wrong then for just paying paying for my cars. I know you. I don't think so. No, you. you no. Right. Now, when it comes to that, no. But again, if we're talking about you trying to, if you're talking about you trying to build credit, I was just saying one of the things that you want to make sure you consistently stay on top of paying for. But yes, as far as a car, like for my daughter, I'm about to get her a car, and I'm not about to go to a dealership and and finance anything we're just gonna pay for it straight out because it's kind of like you are leading yourself up into uh debt if you're not able to pay it off by a certain time and they explain all that when you first get the contract they're very fluid with you but some people don't understand it so they're not um really processing it correctly they say oh if you pay it off by this time then you're only paying this but if you go the whole 32 months then you end up paying all this extra in, in, in interest charges. They don't even do 32 months financing no more. They doing 72 months. I'm like, yeah, see, that was people buying cars now. I was like, nah, hell, 72 cars don't even last that long. Six years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You better be buying a Toyota. A Toyota will last that long. That's true, but I can't say that, Cherry. You know, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, that's my, my bad. <laughs> We can't say who we work for, but you're right. My it ain't bad. Toyota. Right. <laughs> okay. Cashman, what about homes? Since we're talking about financing homes and paying for more than what it's worth, if somebody has, okay, if you have a client mm -hmm. who has enough money to pay for the home outright, or they can carry a mortgage, what would you tell them to do? Um, for me personally, I'm just saying myself, if I had the money, I would just pay it outright. And then I would probably, because I would make sure I have a home that I own. And mm -hmm. then I would probably have another home. And again, because I'm always looking for my children and for the ones coming up under me, I would probably get a home that has a mortgage on it and just make sure that is paid just to help them like build up credit. But I would definitely, if I could own one home straight out, if that's what position I was in, I would do that. 
I definitely would. And that's just me. Nice yeah. to know we'll be having a different <laughs> conversation in a couple months as well. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. I'm here for it. You know that. This is Cherry's World. World Podcast. I'm here to put you up on a little bit of game. I need y'all to support this independent, positive music artist. That's right, something you can play in front of the kids. Her name is Legendary A.T. Terry. And her music is available on iTunes, Google, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. You can follow her on Facebook at Legendary A.T. Or on Twitter at Legendary A.T. One. She got something for everybody. that cashmere we will put your information up but Courtney you got more for I just want you to let us know how we can find you okay so you can find me on Facebook and my Facebook is cash indeed and that's cash with a K you can also find me on Instagram so it will be at cash indeed on Instagram I have a website and my website address is www.cashindeed and that's K-A-S-H indeed I-N-D-E-E-D dot net and then you can also call me on the phone I'm always available to answer any questions anything that someone may need it's 888-415-5274 oh, you got one of them bill collector numbers huh? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you I've, had, number before. <laughs> I'm such a personable person I was giving my personal number out at first and besides Sherry I'm telling you, it's people that will call me at 11 o'clock. My dad, you too, Kim. I need your help. Can I sleep a little bit? <laughs> so wow. I try to give the business line so I can see if, you know, who's calling, if I could take this call at that time. But yes, absolutely. I'm always here to help. And see, I try not to be bugging her. When I hit her at night, it's usually like a text message because I don't right. screenshot something and I don't really want her to answer me, but I just had to remember that I had to send her something. Right. <laughs> yep. That's true. Because That's I'm not, baby. let me tell you something. I'm not the responsible client. I'm just going to be honest. If I have receipts or a donation receipt or something, I got to send it to cashmere like a year early because mm -hmm. my taxes and stuff are due. I ain't going to know where it is. And cashmere, yeah. cashmere is really good. I know she must have a big filing cabinet somewhere. I, I'm telling you, I, they're everywhere. They're here at home because I'm in my home office right now. They at work. But I, I have, you know, a lot of my clients, one thing I can, you know, really say about myself is I try to make sure I stay on top of my clients because a lot of people don't know about taxes, what they can claim, what they can't claim. So I make sure I'm asking questions. Okay, did you get this form? Did you get this form? Did you get this form? Well, did you pay for this? Did you pay for that? And it's helped a lot of my clients because the following year, they'll be like, I remember you asked me about this. And so they'll start making ledgers. But one key thing I'll tell everybody is write everything down that you pay for because you never know. It could be claimed. It could be help you get a better deduction, better refund, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> talking to me because I don't be writing nothing down. Cashmere starts reminding me about my taxes in September, and I yes. am so thankful we for her. Start talking. Yes, we do. Well, so uh, speaking of that, um, this that's that's not my original question, but I heard that some people they they can actually pay their taxes quarterly. Yes. Um. So mm. usually people that are making that option are ten ninety nine employees. 
their their job is not um, or their employer is not taking out any taxes and they're coming with these hundred thousand dollar 1099s and they're like well what can I do and so yes absolutely I would suggest making payments quarterly to the IRS so that you're in a good position by the time tax season comes around you can still claim everything on your schedule see your deductions your mileage your tools all that good stuff but you definitely want to make sure you pay quarterly uh, if you are in that predicament all right what's the difference between a personal savings plan and a 401k um so from what i understand with the 401k that's something that your job is going to provide they pay taxes on and things like that and your personal savings plan is a 403b and you select how much you're going to um pay into it how much you put into it some jobs may match 100 percent. some jobs may not do you know how to use a psp or do you know how not use but do you know how uh, a PSP. Look, I'm sitting over here like, ain't that I was a to say, we don't play video games no more. <laughs> well, personal savings. That's what I mean. A personal, they call it PSP, personal savings plan. Do you know? Yeah. I, okay. So, so yeah. You, so, if you needed some further information on that, I absolutely. <laughs> Y'all talk about love, video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't that one of them little. No. Woo, that's funny. I'm so sorry. I had to I had to crack my jokes. Now, this is going to only be for our Patreon listeners. Okay. Okay. So, Cashmere, let's get dirty with it, okay? Because they okay. only get to see this if they pay uh -huh. for. Hey, this, this question is not for Patreon, though. Um, how how do you feel about? Um, it seems like because me and Terry talked about this a couple episodes ago. It seems like everybody says you need to get married and stuff like that. If you're a middle class couple, you don't get the same benefits as um, like a, a someone who's not married. So it almost seems like it's better to not be married. Like for, for example, let's just say a couple is spending money to send their kids to a good school. That same school will reach out to a poorer family you know, maybe we might only make, you know, $10,000 less than that family and say, you guys can come to the school for free. You know what I mean? So it's like, when you're in the middle class, you're like, you're not rich enough to get certain stuff, but you're not poor enough to get that. Like, how do you feel about like people being, is it, is it better not to be married? You know? So I'm gonna work, I'm gonna answer you backwards. So as far as the married filing separate, there's a a lot of um they call it a dishonorable filing status so they take a lot of um deductions and things away from you if you do marry filing separate so that's the that's a bad part about doing if you were if someone was to file marry filing separate secondly as far as um married filing joint in a middle uh class type of bracket it has its benefits. It kind of really goes into how much you pay in for taxes throughout the year, like kind of what we talked about throughout the beginning, but it does have its, its perks. Um, I'm married and married filing joint would, is um, a very good for us just for the amount of money that we make. However, again, we're talking about your deductions and what you actually are what you're actually using throughout the year and what you're having to put back into whatever you do for work or whatever the case may be. Um, I personally would uh, just suggest 
making sure the deductions are where they need to be. Um, I am all for marriage, so I wouldn't say don't, don't get married. Don't not get married put somebody up in a house. <laughs> Just put her somewhere else. Well, let, let me say I would say, um, yeah, just like for like what you use example for the schooling, it, it, and that kind of, it, it just, it kind of sucks a little bit because yeah, like you said, if you weren't making so much money, your kid would be able to get into school for free. But then how much of a bad predicament is that family specifically in to where maybe they didn't have it at all? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you got to kind of, it's so many different aspects of a situation that you have to be able to look into to give a precise, for me to be able to give a precise answer in something that really, you know, would be the best way to go. I can tell you though, Cashmere ain't going to let me marry somebody. <laughs> and girl, and I'll marry <laughs> you ain't married nobody. <laughs> and also marry taxes when he ain't bringing nothing to the table. The Come marriage on. definitely have to be evenly yoked. Yeah, that is that is for sure. I um I definitely know that you you need to make sure you with somebody that's right here with you, so that no matter what happens, y'all still got that income and that overflow. And I believe yes. Kashmir and I had this conversation too, because Kashmir, like I said, financial advisor, ladies, something that most of you don't understand when you fall in love with these men, if these men have children and if these men are paying child support, once mm -hmm. you marry this man, his debt is your debt. So mm -hmm. even if he loses his job or he dies, Kashmir, what did you say? You said you you gonna pay his child support if something happened to me. Huh. What, See what, what had happened was. Don't <laughs> you get? If he, but if he's working, you get Social Security and you get like his health. I mean, his death and in, death insurance and all that, like life insurance. I mean, right? Well, uh, yes. If, if he's he, working, you do get. If you if if he is less just say someone's husband is working and he does pass away and he's paid into social security. Yes. You would get a portion. Um, they would you know, give. Right? So yeah, but I'm saying they would of course over the months and over time, you know, get that money or whatever the case may be. But, um, I mean, when you, you marry someone with debt, yeah, you do have to understand that you're, you're marrying their debt too. So that's go ahead. So if he was previously married and had alimony, that social security that you're talking about, Courtney, does not also just go to the kids now. Listen. It goes to paying off his alimony as well. I am, I am now, uh, mm -hmm. I don't even know what it's called, responsible for her alimony. I don't know, but I always heard some people are worth more dead than they are alive. Like, you know, you probably get more money from them when they did than, you know, so I think some- if They have a big insurance policy and mm -hmm. you people that are worth more money dead than they are alive are already millionaires. But yeah, you marry somebody, you marry their debt. That's why you want to make sure you literally know a person in and out. And um, if you're unconditionally loving them under no condition, then I guess no matter what the debt they have, you'll still be marrying them. But that is something that's still very important to um, to think about and to, to realize. I think that um, is some of the biggest game you ever gave me. <laughs> is that something that people fall in love and they don't think about? Yeah. 
Cashmere's like, hold on, hold on, client. Let's talk about this. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So hold on. Let, let's we need to sip and tea ain't good enough. Let's get the wine real quick. <laughs> Cognac. And I think more bourbon. More women need friends like that. They yeah. need somebody. So if you're falling in love and you're thinking about getting married, you need to have a conversation. You ain't got a friend who can teach you about financial literacy. Girl, reach out to Cashmere because she will Please put you call up I am going to give you all the game, the tea, the it, and all. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it ain't just the, the men that be messed up now. It'd be a lot of women that's messed up financially, too, now. This be, this oh, yeah, but that's so long. We wouldn't even have all day to talk about some of these women. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, please. I know. She, she's honest and she's biased. So <laughs> she's not biased. Yes. So if you need to know what to do with your money, Tax season, you ain't filed yet. Make sure you reach out to my girl, Cashman. I'm telling you, she's the only one I trust with my money. She knows about every dime I got. She knows where every dime I got go. Right. Okay. Yes. And I, trust and I am here to help. I last question. Last here. question before we let you go. Okay. Um, and I we might not be able to use this, but what did you say? You they know what? <laughs> let me leave it alone. Go ahead. Hey, it was nice. It was <laughs> nice talking with you, though. Turn off the cameras and ask yeah, yeah, her. Lord, Courtney, this <laughs> ain't going to Okay, you got no. the 888 number. 888-415-CASH. 888-415-CASH. That ain't going to make a show. We going to cut that yeah, hole. Yeah, we going to leave. When I'm not coughing. Yeah, we going to leave that. We going to leave that. <laughs> okay. Ooh, that's funny. Hey, you a dope person, man. It was great. It was great meeting you, for real. Yeah, it was nice meeting you too. Nice meeting you too. And God bless. Take care. Y'all need anything? You know how to get in contact with me. This is Cherry's World. If you are a faithful listener of Cherry's World podcast, but you want more or you want to see the shows first, please join us and subscribe to our page on Patreon. Not only will you get to see the shows, but you'll get to see them before anybody else. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live, live, live. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Cherry's World. We are on the line with Mr. Kenneth Atkinson. He is the brainchild behind Less Is More Events. I want to speak to him. He is a black business owner who has tickets everywhere you can imagine for anything you could ever want to go to. He has a making memory series that he does for children and. He is a black man. So, Kenneth, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate doing business and getting to know you guys. Thank you so very much for the opportunity. What up, Ken? What's going on, Courtney? How are you, brother? Good, good. Yeah. You see who really does the business, right? I let the men deal with each other. They <laughs> homies, man. <yeah. laughs> yeah, Courtney is a good brother, man. Good dude from day one. I mean... Very good dude, man. Very blessed to know both of you guys. Very blessed. I think Courtney's the best, too. I want to just hop right into it now. Me being nosy, I know that you started your business with only $500? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, started it, like, back in 2008 with, like, $500. And just um, what happened was I got burned on some tickets, and I just felt cheated. And I came across a guy who had a connection 
into the ticketing industry and he was just like, yo, Kenny, man, this is an opportunity for us to get some money. So we just started putting different ideas together and boom, here it is today. Wow. So can I ask a personal question? Sure. How much is your business worth today? Right now, probably about like, uh, I want to say on that, probably about $3 million, I think. So look, you need to hook us up and let, I'm not saying give away your whole formula, but for young black business owners out there who want to build a business like you did, give us some tips. Well, I mean, it's it, honestly in the ticketing industry, in this business, it really is about your work ethic and anybody can sell a ticket, but you constantly got to reinvent who you are and keep up with the times. Like, See, what we do at Lime, we don't sell the ticket because the performers, the athletes, they sell the ticket. We just sell the experience. You know what I'm saying? We want to give you the best view, the best seat, the best time you have. Because, you know what I mean? You can walk down the street and meet somebody and sell you a ticket. But for somebody to tell you, hey, you know what? Instead of sitting in row A, which is going to be so close to the stage where you might need a recliner to see the stage, why don't you sit in row F? It may not sound logical for the money you're going to pay, but the experience you're going to have is going to make up for it, you know? Wow. And it's just little, it's just things like that, man. But most importantly, it's just letting people, you know, our business grew in the communities. That's the one thing that I, I take pride in is that I started my business in the community, the black and brown communities, the communities that have less than. And it grew. The one thing that I noticed throughout all the time I was doing this was just people saying, you know, I don't really think I can afford to go see this person or I don't really think I can afford to go to this game or concert. Well, you know, us at Lime, we try to make that happen by giving payment plans or we do community days for, you know, different organizations or just in different communities. You know what I'm saying? We want people to be able to create memories like you know, you said, and I thought that was really beautiful when you told me a lot of our people rather spend $30 on a toy than taking a child to an event that they'll remember for the rest of their life. And I, and I thought that was really dope. Yeah, that is, is true. My daughter is so excited for everything you've sent her to this year. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for, thank you guys for taking her. And thank you guys for being a part of what we got going on. Courtney... Like I said, brother, you know what I'm saying? I really appreciate, you know, you giving me your time as well when we talk and the things and, you know, us trading ideas, the dope videos you've done. I mean, that, that means a lot to me, man, because, again, I started this just on the subway, you know what I mean? Riding the subway here in D.C., doing my thing, and for it to grow and to meet people like you guys is a real blessing. Yeah, you know, um, me and you talked a couple weeks ago, and you was like, um, tell me about the issues you were having because you know you're a black a black business owner and I'd be uh, 100 with you like before I started dealing with Cherry like I'm not used to dealing with like legit people so I'm always like you know you know keep my guard up when dealing and I hate to be like that especially dealing with my own people you know but I just gotta go by my own experience I'm used to dealing with you know man, well let me just I'll just leave it at that so, so it was good to finally be dealing with, you know, you know, a legit brother 
that's doing his thing and, t- and talk just talk to the people about like you know what I'm saying like some of the hard and you, you told me about it but like um some of the hardships you had to go through like dealing with people because they don't respect a, a black business owner well yeah and and especially in this industry because you know it's really not a lot of us in this industry and then it's not a lot of us being taken serious in this industry because we're also seen as bootleggers when you see a black selling a ticket or something like what I do, they think, oh, you're a bootlegger. No, I'm a ticket broker. I have a ticket broker's license. I have a transient license. I'm just as legal as you are. But they only see us for the hustlers that we are. And that's been us throughout history in this country. But, you know, I mean, in the business side, I want to be known. I don't want to be the plug. I want to be Kenny the ticket broker, you know? So I I take pride in that. As you should. Yeah. Yeah, I put a, we put a lot of time and energy and effort in to changing those stereotypes. A lot, a lot. I mean, I get it all the time. And and it's a gift and a curse because in some aspects, you know, our people, you know, connected by skin, that we supposed to do more than just a little bit. And it's like, well, I still got to eat too. Absolutely. Yeah, so it, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. All right, well, tell everybody what they can look forward to, like, um, this this year, you know. Tell everybody what Less Is More events got um, this year, you know, that they can look forward to and how they can get in, um, get in contact with you and what kind of events they can go to this year. Oh, man, well, right now we are booked in everything. I mean, from, well, hopefully, you know, God willing, the Olympics will continue. But we got the Olympics that we're tied into, the World Cup. Uh, we got polo matches overseas. We have every concert from Coachella to Lovers and Friends to uh, Lollapalooza. We're, we're booked to do something in the water here in, in Virginia. Um, Broccoli City Fest, Janet Jackson Tour the weekend. Wherever there's a ticket to be sold, you know, Lime has it. You know what I mean? Just give us a call, you know, come Lime so, with us. So explain to people like the, our, our listeners especially, um, like that y'all are international, that y'all are national, you know, that no matter where y'all listening to us on Cherry's World, you know, that they can call Lime and get and get the hookup. Like, explain that so, it, like, in more detail so all our listeners can know. Yeah, well, you can, you can contact us on 202-930-3533 or you can hit us up on Facebook, at Less Is More Events, Instagram and Twitter, Less Is More Events, or you can contact us at sales at getlimetickets.com, or you can go on our website, getlimetickets.com, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, just reach out. Whatever you need help with, whatever tickets or orders, whatever you need, I'm pretty sure we can find it and make it happen for you. Can you tell them about the Making Memories sales series? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Making Memories is an idea that I had. Um, it, it coincides with my community day efforts. About five years ago, I started doing community days in the different cities all over the country, from Chicago to L.A., here in D.C., Baltimore, where I wanted to get our children and families out to certain events. You know what I'm saying? Like football games and basketball games and concerts and 
you know, the Universal Soul Circus. So when I came up with Making Memories, it was just like, okay, if the Universal Soul Circus is on tour everywhere, then I want to set one price so every child that can go can afford to go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, or every youth organization or, you know, daycare center or whoever that want to be a part of that event, just give us a call and we can make it happen. One, you know, making memories. You know, we want to get everybody that's willing to put the effort in going. We want to get them there. That's beautiful. And if you call Lime Events and tell them that you found out about them from Cherry's World Podcast, they promise to hook you up with a discount. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody who call on behalf of Cherry World Podcast gets a discount on the tickets. I think it's like 5% off their sale. And we also, also, you know, if it's a group rate or whatever, then we're going to, you know, I might do something crazy, like send some gift cards so you can take the kids to Pizza Hut or you know, McDonald's or whatever. You know, I'm always doing stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I love showing love and I love being loved and I love showing my people's love. So, Aww. and I love you for that because I'm all about the kids. Tell us also now, there's something that Lime does different that most ticket companies do not do. You guys don't charge a service charge? No, no, we don't charge any service fees or sales tax or anything like that. And, you know, I've been hearing it for years, like, Kenny, oh, you bugging out, you losing money or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? It's not so much about, it's it's an old, it's an old saying, you know what I'm saying? If you can make it affordable, then people going to buy when they want and not when they can. And I like people saying, you know what, I want to go and holler at Lime or get some tickets from Lime because they, I know I can get them, opposed to I have to budget or whatever, and just lessening their burden. Because my business is going to be good. So I want you to patron my business. So by giving you an extra incentive to do that, then yeah, it's nothing. I got one more question for you. I'm sorry, Courtney. Go ahead, go ahead. Payment plan. He said you can get yeah. tickets on a payment plan. Tell us about this payment plan, bro. Right, right. You know, Black people like payment plans. That's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Yeah, real. Well, yeah, the payment plans is, is just like the, like, the old department store things or, you know, paying your car note or whatever. You pay your car note on a payment plan, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my thing is just that what the payment plan is, you put your order in, you pay your deposit, and you get to set up your payment if you want to pay bi-weekly, bi-monthly. As long as, it's, as long as your bill is paid a week before your event, have at it. Yeah, Lay and away. I, and I was going to expand on that because, like, like, I don't know if people understand, like, when you order those tickets, you'll see, like, the tickets might be, like, $59, and then all of a sudden you'll see this fee, this fee, tax, this fee. Like, yeah. less is more is wiping out. They wiping all that out, right? That's right, Ken? Yeah, because, see, what, what we do is we give you exactly what the ticket is. Yeah. Like, every ticket has a face value and a face price. And I know probably all the big ticket companies probably mad at me for telling the secret to the secret sauce, but it is what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a face price. If you look on, you know, one of the big ticket companies and it says standard ticket, well, the standard ticket might be $60, but by the time you get to check out, you got the service fees and sales tax, the state tax, amusement tax. Now that $60 ticket done went to $120 per ticket. But see with Lime, we don't believe in making our bills, your bills. And, 
Maybe that's maybe that's bad business to the big multi-million trillion dollar businessman, but for what we do is fine. So we like to keep it like that. Black man, you were making me smile over here. And just let us know, like you got tickets for more than just concerts and events. I think I saw something that said Six Flags, Magic Mountains, SeaWorld, Kings yeah. Dominion. Everything, man. You want Six Flags, you want to go to King's Dominion, you want to go to Disney, anything, anything, anywhere. Like, I'm all the way plugged in. So, I mean, whatever you need, we can do it. You said Disney? Yeah. Said, you ain't tell me nothing about no Disney, Ken. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to hit you up, Ken, because my daughter already, she, you know, her birthday is not till July, but she already put in her order. She want to go to SeaWorld. So I will not be buying tickets from anybody else ever in life but Lyme. I definitely believe in patronizing black businesses, and you are a black man, and you going to have my business. Well, thank you so much. When you tell you, baby girl, and the family, man, anytime y'all want to go, it's nothing. You know, like I said, I appreciate all the love y'all show us. Y'all giving us another platform. So if I could send y'all, you, the family, Courtney, his family, if I could send y'all to anywhere y'all want to go, it's on me. And you know, y'all keep y'all money. You know, do something else, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, love. Man, I, I gratefully appreciate you guys, and I think you have a very dope podcast. And Thank you. I think you know with some of the stuff that I've seen you guys do. You know, what I mean, it's very great. You know, what I mean, from Shaheen to, you know, what I'm saying the doctor with the corona. No disrespect to the brother, I can't remember his name, but um, yes, yes, the doctor breaking down the corona to that awesome, excellent interview with Big Daddy Kane. I mean, you guys, you know, you guys are yeah, your podcast is dope. Very Thank you. Dope. Thank you for being a book, a huge part of it. Thank you for being one of our sponsors. Yeah, no doubt. We love doing business with you, Ken. I want to, can I Can I give some people some shouts out? Like, my whole crew, they was like, yo, when you get on the show, Kenny, please say something to me, yada, yada, yada. So I don't want <laughs> to hear nobody's mouth. But first of all, I want to say thank you so much to the love of my life, my queen, Shawnee. A lot of this business, people, you know, I get all the, the praise, but a lot of this wouldn't be going down if it wasn't for her. I mean, Aww. Honestly, I, I'm not even gonna lie. You know, I'm so in love with black women, especially my black woman. She is amazing. She she's done so much for me in my life. My partner E, my homeboy Mark, you know, the, the rest of the line crew, everybody that's with us, Uncle Mo, the whole team, man. I, I could not do none of this without you guys, man. I, I'm so very grateful and I thank you guys so very much, man. All the affiliates, uh G's events down in Atlanta. You know, up north tickets up in Detroit, all of these, you know, uh, conglomerates of line, man. I appreciate everything you guys do with us. I really do. I really do. Thank yeah. you. One more time, tell everybody how how, how they can get um, get the get lime, as y'all say. <laughs> you can get lime. You can get at us at uh, 202-930-3533, or you can hit us up at sales at getlimetickets at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Less Is More Events and GetLimeTickets.com. Woo! Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. Lime. Lime.